All right. I think we are doing a family Sunday today. I know we've got some uh, folks out of town and some that are not uh, feeling good uh, today, but so glad we could be together. Uh, thank you, Chris uh, and Matt and Rebecca uh, for your help. That was a wonderful worship time this morning. Yeah? Amen. So good. I just tell you, I'm so thankful to be a part of this spiritual family. Just the last couple weeks, my family and I, Rebecca, have been overwhelmed with gratitude. So thankful uh, to be a part of this spiritual family. So thankful for each of you. We're going to close our time together with communion this morning. If you're wondering, at the end of our time together, we'll we'll have communion and some uh, special prayer. Uh, So we're going to look at today the topic, Give your cares to God. Give your cares to God. I think uh, when I say that, that might mean something uh, different to you than it does to the person next to you. So we want to unpack uh, the meaning of this a little bit today. Give your cares to God. What does that mean? Well, we see in... uh, this from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And here's the CSV translation of it. Casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. Peter is uh, writing about our relationship with God that's possible through Jesus. Okay? Peter's writing about our relationship with God that's possible through Jesus. Casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. And you'll notice here that word cares is listed there twice. And as we, uh, for the next uh, 20 minutes or so, as we just kind of go through this topic, I'd like for you to maybe make note of what you think of with the word cares. Because we see, we see it used two different ways here. Uh, even just in this one sentence. And in fact, Peter is using a specific word that has more than one English meaning. Cast your care. Give all your cares to God. So, one of the things that he means by this word, we see on the screen, to care for someone or something. Be careful or to have an anxious concern about someone or something. So there's a sense of responsibility, there's a sense of attachment, there's a sense of compassion and empathy, there's a sense of relational connection in in the use of this word. And and we see that even in, in what he says, because God cares about you. Because God cares for you. Even just the grammar, you can't, you can't do a one-to-one English translation because he means both. God cares about you. And God cares for you. Right? So it's bringing help to you. Bringing love to you. And God cares about you. We get both. So it's, it's this care for someone or something. But we also see in this word a feeling of apprehension or distress. In view of possible danger or misfortune. That's where we would maybe get the concept of anxiety, worry, anxious concern. And, and actually what, 
one of these meanings is to be pained by thinking about it or about the person. To feel pain when you're thinking about it, thinking for the person. So there is, there's an element of attachment. There's an ele- element of love, of compassion, of empathy. There's also this element of a sense of responsibility. And there's also an element of anxiety, of concern about the future. I don't, we, we might define stress as being worried that something we care about deeply is not going to go well. Or something bad is going to happen. So we, we, all of this is, is within this. And so you see there's more than one thing that Peter's writing about when he says, cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. Give all your cares to God. Now, here we are, the last calendar day of 2023. Some of us might say, good riddance, right? <laughs> we get seasonal thoughts. I think it's normal for us to have seasonal thoughts. And Peter, who had been a fisherman, right, that was a family business way of providing for people, would have understood seasonal thoughts. There's, there would be a daily and a weekly responsibility to look at the nets, right? Do the, do the nets have holes in them? They need to be cared for. But there, there would also be a season when fishing is over and it's time to look at the boat. Does the boat need mending? A seasonal inventory. And maybe this is a part of your life, maybe it's not. It's definitely a part of my life. It's a good, healthy thing that Peter would have understood. So this is a daily thing. He cast your Give all your cares to God because He cares for you. And a part of, as we go into January 7th to the 27th, the time of prayer and fasting, a seasonal inventory. So if you start to feel overwhelmed during this service, I just want to encourage you, look, look, God cares about you. Let's watch these scriptures and what they mean to us. And you think about what are your different cares. Make note of your, of your different cares. So we get these different meanings. You see, it's also used, Paul uses the word 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, in reference to his concern for the churches. So we see in the Bible, healthy, there's good, healthy, not all cares are bad. And then there's worry, anxiety that that is bad, that's unhealthy. So I want to ask the question today, what's in your pack? What's in your pack? This is my fishing backpack. My fishing backpack has lots of stuff. Think about uh, Peter, right? And so we've got here, this is my net. So in case you catch anything, you need to scoop it out and it, it expands, right? I've got a net. I've got this, which is something you can grab onto the lips of the fish for that Instagram moment. Um, you've got that. And it also has a, a measuring, it's got a little measuring tape so you can tell the truth about how big the fish is. And, and actually when you pull on it, it shows how heavy the fish is, right? So this is a part of my uh, fishing backpack. What's this? I don't know. Where did, where did that come from? I don't know where, where. <laughs> got a soccer ball in there for some reason. Uh, I do. Uh, Rebecca cares about me. It's going to come home. So there's a first aid kit and, and, and one that's uh, waterproof uh, as well, right? The different seasons of life. And then I've got lots of different ways to catch fish. So I've got different types of lures uh, that we would use that would, would attract fish. And, and, and actually that box is a lot lighter than this box because this box has weights that you use for, for casting fish. So not everything that's in your pack weighs the same. We said, give all your cares to God 
not everything you might start to list weighs the same. In fact, we've got a towel in here. What's this doing in there? That's a, that's a brick. That's a brick. Listen, that's, that's a brick for a retaining wall. Like, not everything weighs the same. And what when Peter writes about is there's good, healthy concern, cares, and then there's unhealthy anxiety, and he just doesn't distinguish between them. He says, give it all to God. Right. Because God cares for you. <laughs> Sometimes we need to don't overanalyze everything. You can, you can get overwhelmed by trying to overanalyze everything that's in your pack. And instead, before real healthy processing can take place, you need to just give it all to God. Yes. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to come back to that. Pastor Ben, like, that's good. I'm glad I came today. <laughs> like, this is going to be worth it today. Let, let's look at this. A passage of scripture you may remember from David that I think is relevant to this. In our songs today, we've been sung about depression and anxiety and sin as well. David writes, as a deer thirsts for streams of water, so I thirst for you, God. Maybe David even saw sheep get cut in line at the water pool by deer. I don't know like how David came up with this imagination, but there's this idea of thirst and thirsting for water. And I've never seen an animal with an extra pack pack of water to drink, right? <laughs> As a deer thirsts for streams of water, so I thirst for you, God. I thirst for the living God. When can I go to meet him? Day and night, my tears have been my food. You ever been in a season like that? Now watch this. You maybe remember, oh, it's the deer pants for the water. So I thirsts for you. Watch what David writes about. People are always saying, where is your God? So the things that other people are saying about him have affected him. When I remember these things, I speak with a broken heart. Something's wrong. I used to walk with the crowd and lead them to God's temple and sing songs of praise. Why am I so sad? Why am I so upset? Last week we talked about Jeremiah's lament. I should put my hope in God and keep praising Him, my Savior and my God. I'm very sad, so I remember you. David is unpacking, he's pulling out of his pack and he's looking at different things, things that people have said, problems that he has, concerns that he has, disappointments, discouragements. We certainly among us have had life experiences that have brought injury to our relationship with God. David is unpacking it Unpacking it all. He's having a conversation with himself. We see this in more than one song. He talks to himself. Why am I sad? Why am I so upset? But this conversation with himself turns into a conversation with God. And it's really important 
that we have a reminder, that we have a seasonal check and a seasonal to turn the conversation with God in, uh, turn the conversation with ourselves. Some of us even struggle to have a conversation with ourselves. And we need to talk to ourselves more than we're letting other things talk to ourselves. I said to myself, self. This is how healthy processing happens. Why am I upset? And then that conversation with self turns into a conversation with God, which then David found to be helpful. We read the whole psalm, but we'll look at other psalms momentarily here. He found the conversation with God was helpful to him. So much so that he turned the conversation with God into a conversation that's shared with us. It's shared with us as this is beneficial. I think that's pretty cool. So this helps us look at the question, what does Peter mean by give all your cares to God? It, it helps us get a sense of it. Casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. From the NCV, give all your worries to him because he cares about you. Now, when we look at this, we also need to ask ourselves a question. How did Jesus teach them to respond? Because Peter is responding to what Jesus taught. And they, they saw Jesus frequently go away to be alone with God. They heard Jesus cries in the Garden of Gethsemane. Peter heard Jesus crying out, giving his cares to Father God in the Garden of Gethsemane with suffering. So Peter's responding to what Jesus taught them. And we would really be remiss uh, if we didn't look at that. So Peter's using the same word that Jesus uses in the parable of the sower and the seed, where Jesus warns them that the cares of this world can choke the word. The seed, which is what God says to us, can be choked out and be unfruitful if we allow the cares of this world. Jesus uses the same word. So Peter is referencing a teaching of Jesus which does multiple things, but one thing it is is a warning about allowing certain things to damage our relationship with God. And we have experienced that. Among us, we've experienced that. It's part of the human journey. The cares of the things that we see. The cares of this world can choke out what God says to us. And what can happen, and we see this from David, watch this. We can let what other people are saying, or what we are saying, have more of an impact on us than what God is saying. Jesus uses this word to reference when God has said something to us, it bringing life in having a fruitful, in having a positive, a life-giving and a life-changing effect on us. And are we going to let what God says to us have more of a profound effect than what other people say or what we say, what our circumstances say? That's Peter's calling on this concept that Jesus taught, that with Jesus giving this warning. So 
Give all your worries to him because he cares about you. He also uses a word that's an action word. Cast. Now, I, I was afraid I'd go long today if I brought the fishing poles. So, I'm not going to get into that. But Peter is using an action word, which means to throw. To give to. Now, I'm not going to throw this brick at Gideon, but... You know, if my cares, and, and some of my cares maybe are not for the season of life that I'm actually in. Some of my cares are not for the season of life that I'm in. We can let the past affect us more than it should. We can let the future affect us more than we should. But what we get from Peter, to whom this was very real, is an action word. Cast your cares. Give it to God. To throw, to give to, to transfer responsibility from me to you. Make him responsible for all your worries. That's literally what it means. I'm going to throw, I'm going to give it to. Now, where is it? Not in my hands. Give, transfer. Some of us, it's so easy as a human to lose sight of the fact that in our lives, it's actually God who does the heavy lifting. It's actually God who has given us an opportunity to live. It's actually God who has given us an opportunity to work where we work and do what we do, to be in the homes of rent. And it's actually God who does the most. Mm -hmm. And we can take on the most responsibility. It's a healthy tension. But again, what do we see? We see both in cares that are healthy and cares that are unhealthy. Both. We give both to God. So don't stymie yourself, hinder yourself, allow your soul to be choked by overanalyzing and overthinking. Start with giving it to God. That helps. That helps. That's helpful. Either way, because no one else is better equipped to carry it. Watch this. Psalm 34, 18. God is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Well, I've had moments over the last year and a half where I've been crushed in spirit. God is close to and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 147, verse 3 from the Amplified. God heals the brokenhearted, binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. God cares for you. God cares about your cares. He cares about the pain you're experiencing. He cares about your suffering. He may not change your circumstances when you want him to, but he still cares. He cares for you. Give your cares to God. Let's go just a little bit further. Go just a little bit further with our understanding because I think it's easy for some people to think from this simple message that it's not powerful because that means Christians are just delusional. Just let go and let God and irresponsible. So this is, let's just be clear about what this is and what this is not. It's not getting the t-shirt from Lake Winnipesaukee. <laughs> What's that t-shirt? 
You take a vacation from your problems, right? Some of you have seen What About Bob, right? Like he gets the prescription from the therapist, take a vacation from your problem. Why? Because the therapist wants a vacation from Bob, right? So what we're not talking about is taking a vacation from your problems. What we are talking about is giving your cares to God who is more powerful, who is able to take care of them, who is able to change some things, and who is also able to change you that will change how you feel about your problems. So we're not talking about being delusional, but we are talking about looking at what's more important. I know, I, one of the ways I know that I'm getting old, older, is that I seem to notice more often when the person in front of me at the stoplight is still sitting there when it's green. Maybe the weed is wafting through the air. <laughs> or maybe I get a little bit grouchy when I see that they're looking at their phone. And I want to just suggest that looking at our problems may not be the first step to the solution. Because sometimes we're sitting at a green light. Because sometimes God has the way forward. Because sometimes God, who is the source of the solution, is who we need to look to so that then we can look at the problem with the right perspective. Sometimes perspective is actually our biggest obstacle. God, and again, remember, we're not talking about being delusional about our cares. Because God cares about them. And in fact, God takes pleasure when we find solutions. When, when a solution is presented, when a way forward is made possible. Why? Jesus is the way maker, the one who makes a way when there seems to be no way. But focusing on the negative is certainly not the solution. We look to God as our source. I want to close with this scripture to look at what Paul says we should do. This is not an easy passage of scripture to look at. But it is directly relevant to what we're talking about. Give all your cares to God. Be full of joy in the Lord always. I will say again, be full of joy. Let everyone see that you are gentle and kind. The Lord is coming soon. But life is short. Life is short. Jesus will return. Your life is temporary. Every moment is an opportunity. Do not worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need, always giving thanks. So we see a posture, a decision, actions, consideration, bringing it all to God, talking with God about all of it, but including a gratitude list. And God's peace, which is so great we cannot understand it, will keep, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, think about things that are good and worthy of praise. Think about the things that are true and honorable and right and pure and beautiful and respectful. 
Do what you learned and received from me, what I told you and what you saw me do. And the God who gives peace will be with you. Give your cares to God. So, I want to turn us in closing to the communion table and also to some prayer where we give our cares to God. So, because in your path, you might find some things that you're not supposed to be carrying. And that, that might actually be sin. And sometimes we don't think of all the sin. And so that's where David gives us this example of search me, O God, and know my heart. And Peter had this understanding of seasonal inventory. And what's beautiful about the communion table is that it brings us to an opportunity to say, God, hey, this in my heart should not be. You have not asked me to carry this or the guilt for it or the shame for it. It's wrong. I need to forsake it. With your help, I make a fresh commitment. I'll never do it again. I'm never going to hold it again. I'm never going to carry it again. God, forgive me. Make my heart new. Forgive me because of Jesus. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus. This is just one of, again, remember, multiple meanings. Give all your cares to God. So we're going to go to the communion table with that in mind. And then we're going to pray and spend some time. And hopefully you've started to make a, a list of your cares. And we've, we're just allowed, we've got plenty of time. We're just going to allow some time for you to give your cares to God. Just to pray and to go through the list. And I know parents will probably need to do some tag teaming to take turns on who, who is going to uh, spend some time in prayer. But, but let's do that. So if you have the communion elements with you. You can um, pull the, uh, the cellophane uh, layer off the top that gives you access to the wafer there, which has a couple of seams in it, by the way. You can break it into smaller pieces if you like. So Jesus taught that he took our sins on his body. That his body would be broken for us in this new covenant. For our forgiveness, that we would be made new. He predicted his own physical suffering and that the suffering would have a purpose. And then he instructed them to come to the table often to remember him, to draw close to him and remember the purpose for his suffering, death and resurrection life. A new, committed agreement between God and us. Made available to us. Essential to the purpose of Jesus for us. To save us. To give us new life. New heart. A renewal that is eternal. That is spiritual. That goes beyond what you're feeling and thinking. That goes beyond the challenges. That goes beyond your mistakes. So we come to the table of Jesus. We remember he said. Take, he took the bread. He broke it. And he blessed it. 
And he said, take and eat, for this is my body broken for you. Let's eat. covenant with God. His teaching is to give us life. Not just blood spilt on the ground, but God who designed the human body designed blood that carries life and repair to broken areas of the body. Let's take the cup. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for your life. You were, you suffered in that you were tempted in every way that we are. Yet you did not sin. There was no sin in you. Thank you, Jesus, that as a pure and living sacrifice, you are the once and for all sacrifice for our sins. You took the judgment of God for our sins on yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you raised Jesus from the dead as proof positive that you accepted the sacrifice, that new life is possible. God, today... We pull out of our backpacks any sin. We drop it at the feet of Jesus, the foot of the cross. We let go of anything that we have done or said that was wrong, or even sins of omission where we've not done the right thing. Any disorder of the heart, any, any place and moment where we have valued things the wrong way. Valued our own thoughts and emotions more than we valued yours. Valued the ways of this world more than we have valued yours. Anything in us that's wrong, God, we let it go. We confess it. We say that it is wrong. We, we speak the damage that it has caused and we make a fresh commitment to forsake it, to turn away from it, to walk towards you, to no longer live in a selfish way, but live focused on you, the giver of life, the giver of life and life eternal. We let go. We let go of sin today. In the name of Jesus. Now let's have a time of prayer. We'll do some of this quietly and some of it will lead through. But if you've made notes on what your cares are, we want to spend some time for you to give your cares to God. And maybe, maybe you need to take some time to list them first. And remember, these can be good things, good, healthy areas of responsibility that you're concerned about for good reasons. 
These can be good cares, good concerns, healthy, righteous laments. And these can also be maybe some things that you feel responsibility about that have gone to an unhealthy place, a place of worry, a place of anxiety, a place of just kind of always believing that it's going to go bad. Whatever it is, we want to take some time and list it, and we want to bring them to God. And I'm going to stop the live stream and the recording, just make it easier if that helps to come to the altar. And again, parents may need to take turns or whatever it is. Uh, find a place to kneel. You can walk around the sanctuary. You can lay down. But we're going to just give some time to pray this out. I want, want to give. You're here now, so let's do it now. Give all. I want us to walk out of this place today lighter, freer, receiving this divine exchange, something from God where we've lightened the load. Okay, we're going to do this for a while, and then I'm going to close with a, a final thought in about 15 minutes, okay? God, I ask right now that you would help us by your Holy Spirit identify the cares. Holy Spirit, right now, come help us identify, help us list, help us think through what those cares are. We need your Holy Spirit guidance in what is true. We need your Holy Spirit's encouragement, lifting, strengthening, enabling to even do this thing, to give the cares to God. We need your Holy Spirit help to believe that God, you care for us. You care about us and you care about our cares. Lord, help us let go of where we have believed in a lie that you were unable to save us, to change the world, or believe the lie that you don't care about us. Holy Spirit, come right now. Lift us, enable us in this time of prayer to give our cares to you. In Jesus' name.